real estate investing is changing, but there are people evolving and thriving. In this podcast, we'll listen to their stories and hopefully learn from them. I am dedicated to creating a life where I could create multiple passive income and doing something I love along the way. To me, the most important part is doing significant work and create great relationships along the way. For those that want to invest in passive income multifamilies, email me at abio at abiobiestatos.com. My name is Abio Biestatos. I am a real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I want to help you live the real estate life. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. All right, Jeremy, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you on, man. I'm excited about this conversation. We, we've talked about for a while doing this, and I know that we wanted to do some on-site stuff. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain to the listeners how me and you met. Uh, we have, a, we have <laughs> a good mutual friend, Josh, from New World Title. And um, he's dropped your name in the past. Uh, even though I'm mostly in the multifamily space, but he's always mentioned you guys are taking over on the residential side. And um, there was, we met through a deal that we're going to get into it. Uh, and, and I know it was an, uh, a very unique deal. And uh, because of the way you guys handled this deal is what created our relationship. But before all that, Jeremy, I want the listeners to know a little bit about yourself. If you could explain how you got into the real estate business and a little bit of your background. Absolutely. Well, th- thank you for having me, Abel. I mean, uh, I know we've been talking about this for a little bit, so I'm glad we we're able to get this. And, uh, um, you know, I believe in the power of collaboration. So here we are. Here we are. So um, now we got into a real estate business in 2006, roughly. Uh, we were real estate investors for a couple of years before we actually jumped in. Um, you know, so 16 years in the business, 2006, 2022 now. Um, and we actually, uh, before that, just really quickly, uh, my brother Yuri, he had... Um, uh, so a cell phone authorized dealer for T-Mobile back in the day, like when the cell phones were like this big and, you know, the whole nine yards up, you know, in 1999, 2000 cell phone boom, uh, what, what kicked us off in that career is that we actually were servicing the, the Latin market where there was nobody doing that, you know? So, um, what we, uh, what, uh, you know, he sold in one day, uh, on the grand opening is what their T-Mobile corporate offices were doing in 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 a month. So obviously you got the back then it was Ariel, then Voice Stream, then T-Mobile, whatever. So grew it from one location, got national recognized from the president of of, of Ariel at that time, and said, "What are you guys doing that?" that that we're not doing how, how did you do so many sales and that's how it took off you know he says we're, we're servicing the lad market and you know fast forward to 2005 roughly ended up having about 36 locations you know i personally own a franchise just from him about four locations from him and uh, once the market got a little saturated we decided to just take uh take that take that um business that um that we had and just we sold it to metro pcs <laughs> actually wow. metro PCS. <laughs> yeah they took you gave me flashbacks <laughs> I know, I went to BCS back then, you know, and um, and nothing. We we started, uh, you know, uh, in the real estate side because we were doing investments and stuff like that. We were, you know, back in the day where we were doing, you know, 2002, 3, 4, you know, buying houses, flipping houses, doing all sorts of stuff and uh, just enjoy the business. We actually got into it in the as 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 a mortgage brokerage business. So we were mortgage brokers. We had a mortgage broker business, and that's how we got into the real estate side. And very, gotcha. very quickly after that, so I was doing loans and stuff like that. Yeah. Very
very quickly after that, probably, you know, maybe six months after we just say, Hey, listen, real estate goes hand in hand. Let's open up then the real estate brokerage. And that's what we did. And so from there, uh, history goes after that, you know, you know, the, the market crashed in 08, you know, how everybody was doing up from yeah. there. But we kept it. We, we never kind of backed out, kept it going. And, um, long story short, you know, this, you know, fast forward 16 years later, we're up to five locations, 115 agents and, uh, over $1 billion in sales in our, in our, in our, in our history. Uh, that's a, uh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, it, it's a lot. So, so you, it seems like you and your brother always had that entrepreneur spirit and, and sales has been always your backbone to the business. I always, I always express that uh, people say, Oh no, I'm not in sales. You are, we're always selling. Even if you think that you're not in sales, even if you feel like you're in a nine to five in a cubicle and you're not <laughs> selling, you're doing customer service. I promise you there's some type of sales going on that you don't even know that's what you're doing. Um, and I, I noticed that you guys are also developing. So you, you have multiple facets in your business. You, you, you have your brokerage and then you also have your development side. You're doing new construction, rehabs and flip. Is that something that's, that's also that you're very involved in? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, definitely the, the, you know, our, we have a couple different arms, but our, our obviously the parent, the main name company is G World Properties, um, which has been our baby for 16 years. And, um, you know, we dabble a little bit of mortgage again. We dabble a little bit of a couple of things, but um, essentially it, the the main, main, um, you know, hand to hand was definitely been the construction. So we saw a need for that. We started doing flips back in uh 2011 2012 when you could buy a you could still buy a house oh uh, you God. know for 60 grand we were flipping for 130 140 and then so we did that for many years yeah. you know probably under a bell between you know my brother and us we probably you know must have done over two 200 300 flips probably um in the course of maybe four or five six years and um you know but uh aside from that you know when that you know when the the margins were not that great because of pricing. Then we had to just, you know, step out of that system. Cause now you had to buy a $500,000 house to then put in 200,000 to then hopefully sell it for eight or nine, just you know, liability uh, skyrocketing. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the smaller flips, if you know, whoever's listening, you know, you buy a house for 60 grand, you can put whatever type of material, it doesn't matter. You know, whoever's yeah. buying it is that type of client doesn't matter. So, um, but with that being said, then we de definitely saw the, um, the the vision and it's a sister company you know uh uh you know that uh, we do custom builds so you know they're doing you know um um i don't know probably about 20 30 homes a year but built from scratch on 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 the lot so for our agents it was really good because you know, it gave them another tool to to be able to sell. So in these times when the inventory, you know, the last 18 months, which we'll get into probably here soon, but um, since the inventory was so low, then we were able to offer a new product. Hey, we can get you a lot. We'll find the lot. And then we'll, um, you know, we'll uh, build a house that you want. You know, well, you and and it's, I guess it's, it's also easy for you to gauge um, what, what product you should develop because you are the first person that's seen the, the, tra the traffic of buyers coming in. And you're seeing yes. what they're looking for. So it just makes all that much easier for you. Like you start seeing trends. Like uh, we're seeing a lot of buyers asking for this type of property or this yes. type of model of home is really selling. And I, yeah. I think sometimes as a developer or as an investor that is not in the day-to-day -day trenches, I would say like a broker or an agent is that is talking to buyers. Sometimes they don't understand what's really how things are happening with and what buyers are looking for. They're just basing it on data. 
but I think you guys have your, your, you know, you guys are direct with the buyer. So you get to feel out what they're looking for. And you can also take them to the direction. Like, look, we have this product uh, that we have coming onto the market at this time. So it makes sense. I can see why your business went in that direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I would like to say that um, I, I have, a, we, we share very similar backgrounds uh, in the flipping game and, I also went away from flipping and I think it was personally for me, it was one of the best things I did yeah. and, and went into a direction of just even uh, a yeah. full, full investor in multifamilies. <laughs> and, yeah. um, uh, and then that path is our, our, how we crossed. Um, I'll talk specifically about a recent deal that we exited on thanks to, you know, the collaboration of everyone and Jeremy's team and, and my partners. Uh, we bought a 102 townhome community, Berkeley Lakes townhomes in, in Orlando. And I remember when I, when I went to, uh, when I put a contract on this property and I want to add to the listeners, whoever thinks that you can't get a deal off LoopNet, they're wrong. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> cause a lot of people say, Oh no deal, best deals come off market. You'll be surprised. Sometimes you could get great deals off the MLS and LoopNet yeah. and don't be naive about that. Just stick to your numbers and stick to your offer. Um, yeah, uh, so we, 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 we we found this deal. We wanted to buy it. It's 102 towns. It was in a community where it was an association. We wanted to buy it for our business of, you know, buy and rent and hold. And along the way, we figured out that we could not do that. There was, uh, we could only do a short-term rental, six-month lease. Still, my yeah. gut was telling me this property is amazing, but it did not have cash flow, which it's the number one rule when you're buying multifamilies. The property's not cash flowing. Do not buy it. But on this particular deal, um, I kept going back to my single family home flipping days and looking at the deal from that aspect and kept looking at it. Like, what if we flip this? What if we flip this? <laughs> Honestly, I was terrified. I was like, no, I, I exited that business. I want nothing to do with the flipping business. I don't want to flip yeah. houses. I don't want to flip none. <laughs> and I, I brought the deal to our mutual friend, Josh. And then Josh goes, dude, I got these guys up in Orlando. They're killing it. Run this deal by them. Let them underwrite it. Let them give you their perspective. And I did that. And I, and you weren't the only broker that I talked to. I talked to two other brokers, but something stood out. Um, you guys all gave me very similar comparables. There was nothing unusual about that, but your yeah. attitude and your confidence to, to selling those units was very different. And also there was something that you guys were telling me that the other ones weren't saying. You kept telling us that you'll have over 30 contracts pre, pre, uh, pre, pre my, before my closing, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, this guy's, you know, this guy's full of crap. <laughs> so like, I, I don't believe that. Uh, and I never forget uh, before we closed, um, you guys sent me a video of you guys were hosting seminars in New Jersey. And yeah. you guys were pitching this deal up there. And I was like, yeah. and I looked and you showed the video and I, and I looked at how many people were at the event. And I'm like, oh, crap. These guys are real. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. So, <laughs> I, I want, and, and that's something I want listeners to understand because coming from a, a brokerage background, a lot of friends of mine are realtors. You know, that's yeah. something that you're not used to seeing. Everyone's always relying on Zillow, always relying on, you know, on friends and family. Tell us a little bit about how you guys do things outside of the box that it has nothing to do with, uh, with, with Zillow or, or marketing on social media. It's just more of a face-to-face thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Uh, and uh, just kind of looking back and going flashback to that. I don't know if you remember, I told you, but that call was on my birthday. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. Josh had told me, you got to look out for this call. I already pitched it. It's good. You got to talk to Abel. And, you know, I think I waited a few days for the call, but the day of the call, I was in my birthday lunch. 
It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I told my wife, she looked at me so, you know, who is this? Like, I got to get this call. And then obviously we had, we were able to talk to, uh, you know, at, at that time. But um, so basically going back to the question, um, it's it's all a matter for us. Um, we always are going to believe that service is going to be always senior to selling. Is selling, you know, as we just talked about, you know, selling happens on every, an everyday basis. However, um, in this type of residential or commercial, but in, in, in we're talking about residential when we're selling to a consumer or an investor that's going to purchase, you know, and these type of investments is different, right? You, you're buying, you know, 102 units, the stuff like that. When you have a new investor that is their first deal or their second deal, even their third it's still a pretty emotional purchase because they're taking everything they've had saved up a 401k and it's different. So when you come to that residential sense, when it's, you know, that type of investor or somebody in this case, uh, because in Lake Burley, it was either a long-term, uh, either a primary residence or a short-term, a short-term lease. So we were actually selling to an actual primary residence owner. Right. So uh, it, it becomes very personable. So in the residential side for us, as was worth for us is obviously um, the genuine sense to help people. I think that's, that goes a long way. And there's, here in the Stellar MLS, which is the Stellar MLS that we have, is 14,000 realtors. So what is going to differentiate ourselves? Because everybody knows a realtor. You know, for God's sakes, now the the the, the long guy's a realtor. The nightclub DJ's a realtor, too. Part-time. Every family member has more than one realtor. More than exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, I don't care exactly. how big exactly. your family is. Exactly. Everyone has a realtor. There's two in my yeah. family. Yeah, there you go. So what differentiates yourself? And I always say, you know, oh, I know I have a realtor. And sometimes I ask, you know, do you have a, do you have a realtor or do they have a license? Are they practice on a, on a regular basis? What we do 24 seven. And for us, not only are we doing this full time, but also is that personal relationship we can build with clients. Uh, we talked a little bit about social media. We obviously have a big presence there. Um, you can definitely search your properties and search my name. You'll find tons of content that we've produced over the years. And um, it, it's great how the reach that we have, but once that client reaches out to us at that point, because they've been watching us for years or they've been doing whatever, is now taking them and, and genuinely helping the client, not just treating them as another transaction or another number, actually getting to know them and actually getting to know their families, actually getting to know exactly what they're trying to do. And once we train that to our agents, that that's the same way that you should be treating all your clients, then it's a different story. It's not just a commission. It's not just a deal. It's not just the next deal. It's that lifelong relationship that you're going to have for the rest of their life and then your life as an agent is what can we do differently? So when you take that into a stage like, you know, social media and um, people you gather are following, it, it's a big responsibility because whatever you're going to say, they're going to believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So once we, um, you know, get the trust of the consumer and um, for us also follow-ups and drip campaigns and um, that sort of thing is big for us because you can touch, you know, somebody, you can touch a consumer and okay, they might continue following you or looking at you, but it is up to you once you have grabbed that information. A lot of people say it's spam and it's not because now you're bringing value to that client. So we have clients, we're working with clients right now that have been following us for years. And because of a text message, email, drip campaign, or just for them seeing us on social media, it's like we have a relationship, you know? Yeah. And for us, that has worked very, very well. It's always being top of mind. So when that time comes, and now we got that consumer, you know, with us, then we treat them like royalty. Okay.
That's that's and really when, good. That, yeah, and when you're you're you have that many consumers in your platform, and you have a project yeah. like the one that I brought to you, uh, it's yeah. easy just to tap into it. And here yeah. here is here's inventory, guys. There's no inventory in the market, but we just brought you <laughs> yeah. 102 units of inventory, <laughs> and, um, and and it ended up being a very successful deal. Um, you know, yeah. Jerry's, Jeremy's team sold 102 townhomes in six months. And I was, <laughs> but I want to add though, the, 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 it, it, it was faster in that because the, it took that long to close because, you know, you had to do conventionals yeah. and buyers and all that. Yeah, but yeah, 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 it, we were very really yeah. happy with, with the relationship. And, and, you know, we had, we were carrying a lot of debt on that property. It was a, it was a high risk deal. One of the yeah, highest, yeah, yeah. Ri- one of the highest risk deals I've done in my career. Um, but we had a, a group of investors that believed in it. The timing couldn't have been any more perfect in the market. The lack of inventory. This it's no secret how hot Orlando is, and um, we priced it well. And you know, one of the things I want to add is, uh, you know, the advice you gave us that you know we we started increasing as we started closing, yeah. uh, which that yeah. added uh, an extra bonus to our our top line. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and through, mind you, you mentioned that we did sell them, right? And I want the viewers to know the power of a network or the power of, you know, your database. I'm going to say 95% of those sales were off market. They, we actually, to be honest, we didn't even list one on MLS. It was, it was all, it was all, um, it was all from our network, our buyers, you know, our investors. And um, that first day, like you mentioned, I mean, uh, I think I want to say it was August 1st. I think we said we're going to start this. You yeah. were closing the 28th of. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I yeah. remember you told, you told me, he goes, I got 30 pre-sold. And I'm like, ah, you're right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you're right. And then it was, I was like, holy shit, you did have 30 pre-sold. That was a boost of confidence. That was, that was good. Oh, it was it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that pre-sale was that uh I would remember it was August so yeah, because we closed, I think, on the 27th, 28th of July. Yeah. I remember because it was my grand opening for my my office in Melbourne, and I was in the middle of all the prepares, and I uh, and Josh told me no, they're closing right now. And then that Saturday, everybody knew in our office we had just done a tour in New York, New Jersey, and also here, and we had the waiting list and we had everything. The only thing they needed to do was whoever was local, go see the unit, or whoever wasn't local, the agent was doing the FaceTime and that's it within i think we opened it up at 8 a.m was that's when when the they allowed us within 9 a.m all the contracts were already sold 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 yeah, so that yeah, everybody was yeah. contracts in. Yeah. and that's the way that, that we created that that um that urgency that you yeah. know this is there, something yeah that, there was a lot of hype and it, and it worked out so <laughs> it's it was it, I, I i saw another side of residential real estate that i hadn't seen before uh, <laughs> it's a yeah. quick glimpse how a lot of developers do it you basically treated us like a developer and that's how you market yeah. it. So yeah, exactly. it, it, yeah, it was pretty exactly. sorry. So I want to jump to to your philosophy, uh, your two hundred percent philosophy. Uh, first time I ever hear that. Uh, you know, the most common one that we all hear is the ten x, but yours is two hundred percent. You're setting the the standard and the bar very high with that. Walk yeah, me through no. that philosophy, and because you definitely walk and talk it. So t- tell me about that. Yeah, so it's um, for for me, uh, you know, I, I panned the term, and um, you know, so much going to it, but it, we're always always trained. Even you know, depends on what generation you were brought up in. You know, I'm I'm an '80s, I'm from 1982, so I, I you know brought up that you know, and 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 sometimes we are growing up, and we they, they you know we're expected to do something. We're expected to just do just enough. We're expected just to, you know, just go ahead and make it, you know what I mean? And, um, that to me, it's obviously 
everybody's trying to do that. But what if we take, you know, whatever you're supposed to do or whatever you're expected to do and double your efforts and double your consistency, double your persistency. So that was how it came, you know, let's not just work at a hundred percent pace. Let's do everything that we do. And we're supposed to be doing at a 200% pace uh, because you're going to double your drive, double your results, double your efforts. There's no way that you're going to lose in that sense. You know, it's going to, you know, double your chances to get what you need to be. So when I tell some of the team members or agents, hey, you're supposed to only make quote unquote 50 calls, go ahead and go with 100 calls. If you're doing supposed to 100, go 200. And I will tell you that with that sense, it has brought so many opportunities for a lot of, of my people in my circle that it just worked, you know? And then I was, you know, panning the term, it's just double your drive, double your efforts, double everything. And everybody just knew me, oh, Jeremy's 200%. Oh, Jeremy's 200%. Until I decided and I said, well, listen, you know, um, why don't we take this? And um, I was talking to to uh to somebody that i've been working with a very dear friend of mine he's a graphic designer and everything and he's done everything he's designed the GLO, he's designed milo he's designed everything that that you can think of in, in my business for for over 10 years and i said listen i want to come up with something and i want to start this brand that is the 200 because i already already knew me you know and i would do it you have that's the thing with the brand you have to do the brand when you do the brand so everybody is someone to talk to me i would text people text message or, or on social media i would yeah, you gotta I walk and talk it man yeah yeah walk and talk it. <laughs> Uh, so, um, you know, and, and it just took off. I mean, everything was took off and about almost two years now, my, 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 my good friend of mine, he designed me this logo, which was really, really cool. He made it very urban, very cool. And now I have a plaster on my wall here. It's, uh, it's, I have a check art. It's, I, I mean, have you seen it right on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mural or, uh, yes, a mural of, uh, I think it's 120, 120 commission checks. And, um, and he plastered out there and then he wrote it 200% awesome. really big on top of it. So that's my, like, it was like a commission artwork. And every time, you know, everybody who comes in and works here, even the clients or even me see, it's a reminder to, to just do that. And obviously we've taken it to the next level. Uh, we have the 200% podcast, which, uh, started a, a few, a few, um, uh, months ago. It, yeah. I'm watching your series. Yeah. And, and um, it was, know, it was actually. Yeah, yeah, it was it was actually by not by accident. I I hired amazing social media director manager. Um, she's actually has a camera in front of me right now. <laughs> always, she, always creating content. Always creating. Always content. creating content. And she just gave us the idea. Me and my wife. Uh, my wife also has her podcast and all that good stuff. I got an access to what. And then I said, well, you know, you should do a podcast too. So I said, let's do it. So I just said, what's the name of it? And I couldn't think of anything else. It's two hundred percent my podcast. Yeah. How to live your life. Two hundred percent. How to how to you know give entrepreneurs or upcoming professionals or even just people that are trying to do things yeah. uh, better for themselves, give them, uh, uh, um, you know, great topics to talk about. So yeah. I go over a yeah, lot of uh, things. Uh, and then uh, I'll add to that what you're saying, like you, you create a multiple platform, podcast, blogs, series, and it, I've seen them. Yeah, everything. And it seems like you're having a lot of fun doing it. But I can oh, tell yeah. you, yeah, yeah, I can tell you, I, I, I did this venture of podcasts and blogs recently. The one I personally enjoy the most is this on a podcast. I, I enjoy yeah, the conversation. Awesome. I'm not that comfortable yet by myself talking. That's something I'm working on. <laughs> what would you say to someone yeah. that is, because it could be overwhelming. So I just want to give advice about that, about having a platform where you're, you're, you, you want to create content, but you feel like you don't have a personality. You feel like you, you're shy on the camera or you're, you just very, you just, you don't want to be judged. I think that's one of the hardest things yeah. that happens to people. You, you care. It's happened to me. I'm like, what am I going to put out content out there? 
And <laughs> yeah. my advice to that, and I want to hear yours, is if you create content that you feel is genuine and, you, and you're looking to educate, you can't go wrong. You can't make everyone happy. But if you look for the path of educating and giving value, I promise you that you won't go wrong and you're going to be very happy with the content that you create. And that was the path that I took. Uh, this conversation that me and you have right now, I know that you're going to create some reels. I'm going to create some reels, but those reels <laughs> okay. are going to have, they're going to have golden gems that, because I know when I listen to reels of people that I admire, people that I want to hear what they have to say, it just triggers. And you're like, Tony, that made a lot of sense. Damn, that was good advice. Wow. That was really good. So you need that positive because it's so negative. Everything else in the news is so negative. So we need to create value in our own way. What would you say to someone that is hesitant on creating content, afraid of posting social media? What advice would you give them? My biggest, I mean, my biggest advice, and just like you said, sometimes we we kind of have to break that that wall, the chain that you know we're self conscious of how we look. See, I have a pimple today. I don't want to be on camera, and it, it, changing your perspective, but. There was one thing that um, big Gary V fan, by the way, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk. Love it. There was one thing, yeah, one thing that he said that kind of just triggered because I was no problem. I have I have no issues being on camera. I have no issues. I I was in a rock (laughs) band. Yeah, I don't know this about me actually. I, I was in a rock band for ten I years. I, oh man, I gotta see those pictures. We got the throwbacks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was see that. Yeah, I was lead singer, guitar, the whole nine yards. I used to, you know. Oh, so this uh, second nature to you, man. It's not fair. Yeah, so it's like, it's my teeth and everything. So, uh, big, big, yeah, big rock band. You know, we used to play, you know, crowds of uh, a couple hundred people. But so that, that comes to second nature to me. But when it comes now to this day and age where we're in a big social media, where literally with two or three clicks, you're connected to millions upon millions of people all over the world. You know, something that Gary said is, uh, is you know, if you're not on social media, you're invisible to the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody knows you. Yeah, you have a, yeah, you have a circle locally and organically here in the local but if you're not putting yourself on social media the amount of reach that you're losing for yourself and your business or potential business it's it's incredible like right. literally it's going to get to the point where you know uh, we even said it and they you know uh, you know it's going to be hey alexa who's the best real estate agent in in, in the five mile radius and they're going to say your name if you are yeah. you know right. on social media because that's the way that we're headed so um what my advice is you know it, it's, it's just that be on social media because your reach just you know became infinite so you have to break the walls of of uh, of of what you think of yourself because you probably are harder on yourself than than people are going to be on you really yeah, okay yeah. they're going to be the trolls the haters and when we go all that is not a problem but literally what you have to the information and the knowledge that you know you probably have is going to be uh, beneficial to somebody out there you know right. is it going to happen overnight it could you can get lucky you go viral yeah, within yeah. a day or two yeah. or is it going to take you putting out one hundred pieces of content before somebody actually notices. So with that also is the consistency. Don't, don't just do it for two, three days and then you're done. You know, you have to be consistent. We're constantly putting content out there. Uh, Monday through Friday is content every day, you know, on, on six or seven platforms that we're in. So somewhere along the way, you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna catch on, um, yeah. you know, someone's gonna notice and someone's gonna catch on. So that's my advice to everybody out there. Yes. Don't be invisible to the world. Put your content out there. Yeah, put yourself up. It's gonna evolve. Yeah, it's going to evolve and it's going to get to your niche, you know? Correct, so. correct. 
Now I want to touch on points on realtors. I want to go straight into this one because this is one that I, <laughs> I that it. I um, <laughs> that it's one of the reasons that I I, I meet my personal opinion. I fear for a lot of friends and family who are realtors that are commission based and yeah. are relying on just Zillow's and Realtor.com and Redfin as their platform and their only way of of getting leads and making a commission. Yeah. I honestly feel that those industries. Uh, those big platforms are are after realtors commissions and how yeah what would you say to that and what w- how important it is that that realtors start thinking outside the box and not just rely on these platforms to make to make commissions yeah um i mean again great companies zillow redfin realtor.com they've been you know they're they're made to to, to grab the consumer you know with everybody what would i want to do when a consumer wants to purchase a house that's where the first place they're going to go. They want to search properties, et cetera. So um, with my sense, it is just, just, it's gotten pretty oversaturated. And again, great companies. I've tried my share in Zillow, realtor.com, but I, I felt that the amount of reach that for the same amount of money that you're spending or somebody's spending on Zillow, Realtor.com, or realtor.com for the same amount of money, you're going to have a lot more reach with you pushing yourself out there, you doing a paid Facebook ad with your face on it is probably going to have more reach and more conversion rates than Zillow.com. Unfortunately, the way that it's going or the way that it has been for the last few years is that the big players are the ones that are getting the most the most uh, conversion rates on those websites. So people who are spending 10, 15, 20,000 dollars on Zillow are the ones that are getting the most uh, uh, there. I know I know a person, a company that's spending $150,000 on Zillow. So how can a company like that or how can a, a, a single agent or a two, three person team compete with a monster that's spending 150 grand a month where your $1,000 a month is not reaching ne- nearly that? So that for me says more that we need to convert a lot more agents to the face-to-face um, on your camera Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, conversion, because they're still pretty affordable. Okay. Um, out of the, out of all of them right now, TikTok is actually the most affordable on, on paid ads to, TikTok, to get a lot TikTok of is, Yeah. Still very new to that industry. Absolutely. And now it's not just for kids anymore. Adults are taken into TikTok, which is crazy. And what is the difference between the kids that were that started TikTok to now the adults jumping in is that adults have now a credit card and they have money, <laughs> you know, and they have a 401k. So for us, real estate agents is huge. So find your niche and, and just go for it. I just say, just yeah. find your niche. It might take you a little bit to find it, but just find yeah, it. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it's, it's, if you partner up with a with a team and mentorship, uh, it goes a long way. So don't try to figure it all by yourself. You you, you should be looking for mentors yeah. like the like you know like yourself, and you know if you're lucky enough. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I want to just jump to the last three questions I have for you, and I know yeah. this is the number one question you're getting asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I probably answer this question myself two or three times a day. Are we going into a real estate market crash, Jeremy? Let me hear your take on that. Awesome. Well, um, you know, we just touched on the podcast. You know, I've been in this for about 16 years, investor a couple of years before that. So almost 20 years just doing, being in the real estate world, uh, being in the business. Uh, but, you know, experiencing the crash of 2008 and, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of different feelings about this because the crazy part about it is, Although it feels like 2008, (laughs) 
it feels like you know a bubble um it's really not it, i mean that that's my honest opinion if we had a crystal ball we'd all be billionaires right now we'll be in a yacht recording this yeah, podcast yeah. but <laughs> but the truth is that the market is going to speak, right? So what I know about 2008, the main reason was uh, of the economic crash was the housing market. And why was it? It was the loans. It was the toxic loans that got us there. You know, um, you have a pulse and you're going to, you know, you'll be able to, you know, get a loan, right? And not only get a loan, you get a 100% loan and your score could be 500 FICO score, right? So it was just a lot of you know, unresponsible practices that, you know, the banks did it. So, you know, we blamed the banks, you know, it was their fault, right? Quote unquote, but it's just, it was there. So, you know, people were buying houses they shouldn't have been able to buy. So um, that's the reason for that quick, you know, um, you know, you, you remember these, yeah, you used to buy a house today and three months later, your house was worth a hundred dollars. I still have scars. I still have scars. I know. <laughs> we're still, we're still so I, I remember sitting into, you know, doing a lottery and a new construction developer. And it says, you know, if you draw, if you pick your number, you have the opportunity to purchase a house, yeah. you know, and then you will go ahead and flip that contract three months later for 50 grand. Right. But that's not the case. Now you have to qualify for these loans. You have to submit your tax returns, your W-2s. So the buyers in today's market, you know, have, you know, have to qualify. What we're seeing and the quick equity buildup that we're seeing or prices increasing is just do a simple supply and demand. So when people ask me this question, I have to return back to 2008, take them to a to a flashback because it is not the same. It feels the same, but it's not. A lot of people are telling me, oh, it's just like 2008. And it's not because the loans are good. So what has caused this 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 craziness of the market is because you know two things. I'm my opinion: low interest rates in COVID, uh, and then you know builders freaking out uh, and just people freaking out, saying what was going to happen. People are going to lose their homes again, like the dozen. And that's exactly the complete opposite happened. So in the last eighteen months, going on two years now, you know we've just seen the shortage of inventory. It was because due to a supply and demand issue. You know people went crazy buying. People from California, New York, especially here in Florida, moving here, getting all the stuff here. I can buy a house for cheaper than I can there, selling their, you know, 300 square foot condo for $800,000. Coming in here, you could buy a palace here in Florida. That's what happened here. And it's just a uh, supply and demand. And what happened is that, you know, people are, you know, you know, seeing that. But now people from New York, California saying, you know, that house is 400000 I'll pay you four fifty, and I don't care about the appraisal. I'm gonna pay a cash. The overage, I'll pay a cash. Whatever it is, the, the, yeah. the deficit, I'll pay a cash. So now that we went through that phase, now obviously I think government said, you know, when is this gonna stop? And then obviously what they did was it increased their interest rates, and that's where we're at. So now we're in a very interesting phase of the market where it's softening up a little bit because now a lot of people just kind of put themselves on hold because they couldn't qualify anymore for homes. You know, our houses now are worth this much. We would qualify for this much, but with interest rates now, we're even qualify for less. So there's nothing we can do. So it's we're seeing that change now. We're what is it uh, in August 2022? Uh, we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown, but because of those those those, those rates, right, uh, going up a little bit. Uh, and then you got the big players that say we don't care about the rates. We're gonna pay yeah. fifteen thousand yeah. dollars and we'll buy that in your rate. <laughs> you yeah, know, so yeah, yeah my, my short answer, or just to kind of finish this question up, is like. I think in the next three to six months, we're just seeing a, a, a stabilization of the market more than anything. Yeah. Um, now, instead of your house or the property, you know, getting a $50,000, you know, uh, increase in equity in four months, it is going to take you now nine months to a year, which that's what it should have taken. You know, Are, I mean? are you seeing bidding wars still in Orlando? 
Or in your other, I, you have other offices. Have you seen bidding wars still? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. not as much as they were three, four months ago, like four months ago, you know, we had 27 offers on one house. Now it's more like six, seven, you know, yeah. <laughs> something yeah, more yeah, modest. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that, uh, I, I mean, me personally, I, I, I agree with a lot of things that you said. It is a different market. I'm just very weary to how far the feds are going to take this interest rate thing. If, yeah. if, <laughs> I know, you know, right? I, I'll give you a quick example. I looked at my dad's, uh, my dad's HUD from ni- in 1980. I it is. I forgot what it was. He paid, he had a 14% interest rate with, yep. uh, with FHA. I couldn't believe it. I mean, also the home was a $70,000 home, but he told, you yeah, know, yeah, I looked at it, he goes, that was normal back then. So I, yeah. I stopped to think like, can we go down that path where rates go into nines and eights just because they need to push down inflation down what's from where it's at. It's very weary. I'm, I'm on the sideline watching, Jerry, because I can tell you my world, <laughs> my world of, of multifamilies and commercial, I am seeing contracts falling through. Uh, and, they're, and, they're, and they're falling through because they're on the contract and the banks are asking for more money down because now the cash flow doesn't, doesn't, doesn't cover. Right. So they're saying, okay, you need to put an extra 5%, an extra 3%, an extra 3 million, an extra 4 million. So I'm yeah. seeing that shift happening in my industry. Uh, and it's going to be interesting if it gets to those eights and nines. If it does, that's going to be a scary scenario. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it's something that, like you said, nobody has a crystal ball. Uh, yeah. We'll have to play, but there is a lot of lack of inventory. So it is going yeah. to be very interesting to see how it turns out, man. We're living some crazy times. Yeah, well, back back in the right before the crash happened, I mean, the rates were um, seven and a half, seven, seven point seven five. I mean, the, you you got a you got anywhere in the sixes, and people ask you, "How'd you do that?" You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. the truth, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you know, obviously, the market has changed a lot, but you know, in two thousand six, seven, I mean, that was a normal rate, seven point five, seven point eight, seven five was normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And normal. your your second mortgages, you know, if you were doing an eighty twenty, you know, 80%, Ooh, first, eighty percent, eighty twenty. Oh. I remember those. The twenty percent was 40 percent. No yeah, problems yeah, at all. Yeah. Those eighty twenties were. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty wild. Like, I, I, give so, it, I told a lot of newbies about that. Like guys, I've not been in the industry a long time, dude. I used to do the eighty twenties. They're like eighty twenties. Yeah, eighty twenties, bro. Yeah. yeah <laughs> those things are awesome. And I tell my consumer, I tell my consumers now, and this is something is you know, marry the house but date your rate because the, the rate can always change. You know, when all this stuff kind of blows over in the next year or two, you know, you can always refinance and get yourself out of that. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of. At this point, the value of owning a property, whether it be for primary investment, what is that value and, and go from there? I mean, go into your world a little bit. A lot of our investors had no issues doing hard money loans. You know, hard money loans were big in the last six, seven, eight years, and you're paying 12, 13, 40% rates. <laughs> well, I'll give you, I'll give you a, uh, the, the Berkeley Lakes. We bought that property <laughs> with an 8% interest rate. <laughs> because what, what is it? It's the value of owning the yeah, asset. And you know, we made over uh, we made over hundred and forty percent return on our money. hundred and forty. That you know, uh, you know, we, we both killed it. We both killed it. So yeah. So yeah. It, 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 you know, if the deal makes sense. The you know the rate. You know, you just gotta do it. It's the value of what you're going to get with the asset is, is really at the end of the day. So we need to in, in, in introduce that or give that to the consumer. The, the, you know, the average Joe is like, Hey, listen, the average, the, don't think too much on the rate of the payment. You know, obviously the bank is not going to let you afford something you can't afford, but think of the assets was going to be worth between now and five years from now. You know, that's really what it is. 
you know. Jerry, man, uh, it's it's really been a pleasure. I know I promised you 30 minutes. We just took it to like I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I appreciate yeah, the yeah. insight. Uh, it's it's a pleasure. Continue crushing it, man. You guys are doing an amazing job. I'll be in the sideline watching you guys continue to grow your brand. And um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for everything, man. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to have you on one of my, my we're going we're gonna to do a vlog. You know what, so yeah, let, let the listeners know about <laughs> your, uh, let, get the listeners your insight on where they could, they could catch you. Absolutely. So um, obviously every social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, uh, I'm big Instagram right now. Facebook is mainly for us for a thing, but Instagram, Facebook, uh, we are on TikTok, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, we, we have all the platforms and obviously the podcast of my 200% podcast is available. Uh, it's called the 200% life podcast uh, on uh, any of the pl- podcast platforms, including, you know, um, uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google uh, podcast which is available there. And we also have a 200% vlog, which is a 200% life vlog, which uh, it's on YouTube. Um, which uh, that is running about once a month now. That's our that's our goal right now. So that's a little more entertainment. Yeah, no, we'll drop the links. Yeah, this is more uh, podcast is more like like this, like very knowledgeable. I, I threw a little comedy in there because they got to keep people on their toes and just uh, hopefully they can laugh yeah. a little bit. I have my 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 trademark intros to all my podcasts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. And then the vlog is just pure entertainment. Vlog is literally yeah, where where uh, we're drinking you tequila. Have fun, or, man. I mean, we uh, we vlog. We did the tattoos. It's one hundred percent. I saw that. Yeah, I saw it. I yeah, saw yeah. It. So pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. try to keep it engaged for five ten minutes, but it's all good. But drop the links in there, uh, and I, I appreciate everybody's sure. support on, on catching us there. Okay, absolutely, Jerry, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, please go to my website, www.abiaballesteros.com.